This is Westfair Business Buzz from Westfair Communications, publisher of the Fairfield County Business Journal. Here's your host, Phil Hall. Hello and welcome to this new edition of Westfair Business Buzz. I'm Phil Hall, Senior Enterprise Editor of the Westchester and Fairfield County Business Journals. And my guest on today's show is Brian Costa. He is the CEO of the Real Estate Connection. And Brian, we're going to be talking about residential real estate. And one of the things I've found very interesting during the past few months of economic turmoil is that so many different parts of the economy uh, tanked once the uh, president and the various governors decided to shut down the economy. But the residential real estate market actually seems to have picked up. The uh, people are still buying homes. Home prices are going up. What is it about residential real estate that made it succeed where the rest of the economy did not? So I don't know, and thank you, Phil, for, for having me on, and, and thank you for, for, for all you do. Um, so I don't know if you would call what, you know, residential real estate, and I know what the uh, numbers and the jobs claims have said, and we can go into that, and I know what the, the, the data has said, but I don't know if they would say that it went unscathed. Uh, residential real estate is, is tremendously inefficient in the sense of that contracts you know last 30 60 90 days uh, a lot of them have escrow deposits that are non-refundable uh, and a lot of times you know there's there's valid reasons why uh, people are moving I mean they sold their other house they they kind of have to um, move so outside of a, a job loss um, which you know when you look at the jobs and the unemployment, uh, most of those were hourly sort of uh, workers, and most of those were um, you know, not associated with the type of, of demographic that would be purchasing a home. Uh, so it's sort of kind of layered over, kind of jumped over a lot of the short-term uh, interruptions that you would see because the market just hasn't had time to, to uh, get involved. But I think you're going to see... Um, in the next you know year uh foreclosures and uh the result of uh covid um in a way uh that is not measurable now because all of those homeowners um you know have forbearance uh the contracts were were put on hold uh, a lot of times uh so the numbers look good but uh, under under that there's stories that are not being told yet Whoa, well, that is uh, certainly uh, something of a shocker, definitely. So this is going to be the gift that keeps on giving, even after uh, the economy is mostly back to uh, working order, then you're predicting there's going to be a lot of tumult in residential real estate. Well, so, I mean, when you look at it, so what you have is, is, is a listings, you know, listings uh, were essentially stopped for, you know, six, the previous six to eight weeks. Um, uh, across the United States where it's just dramatically dropped off. Um, and then what you have is everyone going into forbearance, which uh, all the existing homeowners, you know, well, not all of them, but a large percentage uh, of that were terminated or, or had some job loss uh, would be going to forbearance. Those are going to come up for sale. Um, so some are able to sell, you know, some of them may, some wall, there'll be some foreclosures and stuff. Um, but you know the 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 kind of thing that may um, sort of uh, 
change is I think we're going to be going into, and, and I saw the jobs report, um, is the economy is very, very strong. And I think that's going to be kind of carrying us forward for the next four to five years. Um, so I don't necessarily think there'll be as big of a problem for the overall uh, market. However, you'll see pockets of this kind of COVID um, related foreclosures, you know, uh, COVID related moving uh, relocations and things like that. One of the more interesting things that occurred in housing uh, during the COVID crisis uh, was the appraisal process and where uh, all of a sudden people who would have demanded to be able to inspect the property up close had to make do with virtual and 3D tours. Do you see this as being the uh, shape of things to come once the crisis is mostly behind us? Yeah, so the appraisal process has always been in question. I mean, I can remember, uh, you know, whether it's uh, Zio or GE or, you know, all the other kind of companies that have popped up to try and remove the inspection. Um, largely, uh, there's a lot of validation, a lot of valid reasons why, um, you know, statistically, you can mirror a desktop appraisal without the inspection and be as accurate as a full appraisal. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's just going to continue. The speed in which the appraisals were done were always a big problem, uh, especially with, within the lending community, because a lot of times it's the last thing uh, that they're remaining on a close loan. Uh, and it's also one of the most time-consuming things. Uh, overall, I do think the use of the full inspection uh, and residential appraisal will just continually decline year after year. And that industry has a whole host of problems, uh, whether that's fees, whether that's compliance, payments, uh, you know, state compliance. There's all sorts of problems facing that industry. Um, and, you know, I think appraisers are making do, but at the same time, the, the long term trajectory is not uh, that positive. What has your opinion been of how the federal regulators have approached? Uh, housing-related issues during the COVID crisis. So I think it's on on the on the residential side. I mean, I think the forbearance was appropriate. You know, I I, I would I would uh, ultimately the the regulatory environment uh, dictates the the field and, and sets the tempo for um, enforcement actions at the state level. Um, and also the regulatory environment, you know, the servicers and subservicers and mortgage lenders uh, ultimately look to those regular. So I think that the forbearance was a good idea. I think there should be a mandated uh, forgiveness at the end. I mean, I don't say forgiveness, but to where they just roll the payments forward. Uh, I think the negotiations about balloon payments and getting into that idea just caused a little confusion. I mean, at the end of the day, this COVID crisis uh, is gonna cost a lot of people a lot of money. So the focus on you know, making people whole immediately is I think unrealistic. And even to a certain extent, making people whole is unrealistic. Uh, I think making intelligent decisions to get back on track is what I would be focusing on. And so if I was in charge, I would just mandate, you know, that, you know, you, you're, you know, if they ask for forbearance, that it'd be, you know, given at the end of the loan, uh, that it'd be applied to the end of the, of the payment and that the adjustments 
be made to the payment. Uh, and that would just be standard across the board. So you could kind of separate the people who, you know, really have a problem versus need to move um, and also avoid the administrative aspect of, you know, the um, loan modifications or, uh, you know, uh, balloon payments or the confusion associated with that. But overall, I thought it was pretty good. One of the things I've noticed during the past weeks is that housing prices have not gone down. They continue to go up even despite the tumult that we have. Uh, at what point are they going to finally have to uh, pay attention to the laws of gravity and start to descend? Well, so housing has always been, good question by the way. So housing has always been regionalized. So it's not like you have one housing market. I know people talk about the housing market, but there's just really not one housing market. So uh, there's hundreds of housing markets and there's, there's microcosmisms and micro ecosystems within that to support the market. So, but as a whole, um, you know, you have a tremendous millennial population that's really driving the, the entire economy. I know Trump's taking a lot of credit for it, but it's really not him. Uh, the president, I don't think, has that much uh, pull in the global economy as much as they like to tout. Uh, you have a tremendous uh, motivated millennial population that is now starting to mature and adopting all of the tools, uh, all the technology, all the infrastructure, all the entrepreneurism that kind of that generation uh, stands for. Uh, looking at things a little uniquely, they understand the global economy, they understand outsourcing and and uh, working from home and, and using you know tools like Zoom and stuff. So I think the economy is doing well because of that um, and not necessarily has anything to do with the president or anything to do with, um, uh, you know, and the housing market is largely going to skip a lot of these beats because of of, of the, the population. I mean, if we had this happen 10 years ago uh, without the millennial population in place and the technologies that they've developed, like the Zoom and other things like that, uh, this economy would be in a completely different scenario. Um, so, you know, my observation is with the housing market is just going to continue uh, probably for the next four or five years as the millennial population sort of transitions from uh you know having a you know student you know postgraduate you know you know uh you know uh, first job they go from their kind of learning years to their earning years if that makes sense um and that transition right now is happening and started like two years ago um and now has kind of hit some steam and that's going to carry us forward as a country i think for the next three to five years and one more question about looking forward into the near future. How long can we stay at these historically low rates that have encouraged so many people to go into homeownership? So honestly, I, I think that there's going to be a new normal when it comes to the homeownership. I mean, Fannie and Freddie are essentially uh, government agencies, uh, you know, they're conservative ship, but at the same time, uh, they're, they've, it's been for 10 years, right? Um, they've kept interest rates low. Mortgage lending has always found a way to make loans. Like when you look back at the kind of savings and loan crisis and interest rates of 16% and the whole thing put to a stop, I don't think you have, you can't have that now. They find efficiencies in the market 
Um, and if you look at what they did with the housing boom, I mean, when when the house, I mean, the housing crisis back in two thousand uh, seven, eight, I don't can't remember when it was, but you know, uh, you know, essentially what they did is is lowered interest rates and then raised credit requirements to kind of refund you know, all the banks that lost money and then they raised interest rates a little bit, loosens requirements and kind of got the other, you know, uh, that traditionally run on credit worthy uh, loans and then now they're loosening it up again. Uh, so you'll still have that kind of market um, and the, the markets are, are, are going to be lively and then they sort of require an orderly um, uh, volume. Um, so it's, it's problematic though, a little bit because, um, you do run into the issue of the crash and, and, and what happens. Um, but at the same time, I do think there's going to be an element of, uh, federal oversight that keeps interest rates, you know, very low. Um, just, just because the economy kind of requires it now. The housing market is completely different, um, now than what it was, you know, 60 years ago. Uh, where they would just raise rates and kind of wait it out. Well, Brian, we're coming to a close of this episode, but if our listeners okay. wanted to continue the conversation with you, how could they get in touch with you? Uh, so uh, I think uh, best way is to follow me on Twitter. So uh, Brian Coaster uh, or Instagram, Brian Coaster. Um, so all of them are, are just under Brian Coaster. Excellent. Thank you so much, Brian Coaster. You've been listening to Westfair Business Buzz. I'm Phil Hall, and we will see you again next week. Take care. Join us again for Westfair Business Buzz.